Hey there. Okay, I'm kind of excited and kind of nervous to share a little bit more about my food freedom journey with you. And after I recorded, I just felt like there was more to the story. So I decided that we're going to do part one and then I'm going to record part two um, another time. So I just, I really hope that you take this journey. I think it's really helpful to learn from other people's stories and um, especially a coach, right? I'm still, I'm still a person and I'm still working through some of my own things. And I share in this episode that I had some of my own health challenges come up in my story um, that were unforeseen. And I had to learn some new methods of food freedom within my own new challenges. So I really hope this episode is enjoyable. But before I move on, I just wanted to remind you that our women's wellness summer camp is just beginning. We started yesterday, but it is just beginning. If you want to join us, I would absolutely love to have you there. It is not too late to join. We are going to be having so much fun this summer working together and creating, making wellness part of our bucket list this summer. I really hope that that's what you get out of it. You've put all your kids in summer camp, right? (laughs) And so now it's time for you. It's time for you to be in summer camp. So we are going to be doing some amazing things as part of this summer camp. I'm going to be including a snack guide, um, daily 10 minute workouts that you can get in anytime. We're going to be doing lives together, weekly wellness challenges, a private community for support and cheering you on and, and just being there, fun giveaways. And at the end of it all, I'm going to be giving a workshop on nutrition strategies for weight loss and body change. So it's not too late to join. Head to a womanofwellness.com forward slash summer wellness to join us in all the fun. I cannot wait to see you in there. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect, and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Hey friends. Okay, I had this empty day on the calendar that I didn't have a podcast episode for, and I had like some ideas, and nothing felt right. And I was at the gym this morning, and just out of nowhere the thought came to me that I need to share more of my story (laughs) with you so 
This is a real raw podcast episode about my story, my food freedom story and my journey. And I hope you'll love me and it will be helpful for you. I think sometimes it's really good to understand the stories of others. You know, when I was in grad school, everything was about like scientific, what would you say? Like, um, if it was significant, scientifically significant, if it had a P value of this and like, that would mean that it was significant or a study wasn't significant if it didn't have these numbers. And so it was kind of like this black and white in school. They kind of teach you more of that. Like it's this black and white, like it's either significant and it means something or it doesn't. And I remember thinking, okay, well, that's the way you do it. Like you take science and you imply it. And yeah, you do. Like that's an important concept. But also I realized in the last several years that I've been working with women and all of that, um, stories, stories are invaluable. They're so important. And I think stories help us connect Stories help us understand each other and stories help us create change. Not p-values, if you know what that is. Not statistical significance. Not studies done in a lab. But stories of real life women making real life changes. And so I thought I'd share a little bit of my story. And it's a little raw. And... Um, I just recently submitted for a little bit of a business contest. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it. And I was sharing a little success story. And, and one of the things that I said is that my story is in the middle. I was sharing it from the middle of my story. And I think so much of the world and everything like that is and wellness and everything. It's all about the end success. It's when you hit the million dollars. It's when you lose the weight. It's when all of that. And here's the thing. Nobody celebrates the middle. But I really believe the success is the whole path. I really believe that there is success in the middle of your story. So I'm here to share with you the middle of my wellness story knowing that I'm in a good place and the middle is a good place and there will still be more to come but I have success in the middle and that's awesome and I want you to to have that viewpoint for yourself I want to celebrate your success story in fact let's do something I wasn't going to do this or I, I just came up with this on on the spot here but I would love to hear your middle success story Would you be willing to share it with me? You can message me on Instagram. You can send me a voice message over there. You can send me an email, elizabeth at awomanofwellness.com. Where are you in your success story? And what does the middle look like? I would love to hear you celebrating your successes in the middle, at the beginning, wherever you feel like it. I think the middle encompasses everything. Beginning, middle, end, like it's just... The, the middle is the gap. And I also believe that 
when we create happy middles, it doesn't make a difference whether we get to the final destination because the happy is in the is in the middle. And there's it's always the middle because you're continually working and, and improving and getting better. And so there's really no end goal. It's that the, the joy and the happiness is in the middle. And that's where I'm right at right now and experiencing that. And I want to share more of my story, how I got here and um, encourage you to share your middle story, whatever that looks like for you. Um, I'd love for you to share with me or share with someone in your life or whatever, but celebrate, celebrate your middle. We're here to celebrate the middle. So I'm going to share my story. I'm going to be vulnerable and raw. And I hope that you can remember that I'm still a person and a coach. And there are things that I struggle with as a coach and that's okay. And there are things, you know, sometimes we have this visual of where we should be or how we should act or who we should be. And I want to remind you that I'm still a woman and I'm still pursuing my own vision of a woman of wellness. And I'm still, you know, working through my own wellness stuff. And I'm going to share some of that with you today and in hopes that you know that we're normal <laughs> and we work through things just like you and, and we need coaches just like you and, and, and all of those things. And so um, I hope that this episode will be helpful. I have no notes. I have nothing. I'm just going to speak from my heart and I hope my heart comes out so that you can see it. Um, and I hope that this episode touches your heart and helps you realize that you are um, worthy of success and worthy of change and all of those things and worthy, worthy of celebrating wherever you are right now. I just, I want to celebrate you. So without going like too deep into, you know, like starting on day one, right? <laughs> um, as a kid, I, you know, we just, we didn't have a lot of money. And so all of our vegetables, I remember we had three options of vegetables, canned peas, canned beans, and canned corn. And I'm not kidding to this day, canned peas make me want to gag. Like I'd beg for no peas. Um, and then everything was very much like freezer meal. Um, you know, like it would come from the freezer, but then end up in the, in the oven and it would be cooked or like mashed potatoes were from the box, not from the real potatoes. Like, um, that's just, that's just how I was raised and my parents were doing the best that they could. Um, but it was interesting because, you know, I had this desire to go, I was going to go into nursing and then I shared on, I think last week's episode that I, um, decided to do preventative medicine more than, um, you know, patient care type stuff. And, um, I don't, I don't know exactly like where my desire for, health and wellness came from um but like in our house you know it was like eat more cheese because it's healthy for you and there, there was a lot of like I, I realize now some some weird messages that I would get like oh yeah this is healthy because it has protein even though it was like a processed food or whatever like it was just kind of some mixed messages and and um I don't know I, I don't we never had, I never really had issues with, um, my relationship with food. You know, we were allowed to eat when we wanted. And, um, you know, my mom was, you know, like not on a, like, I didn't have a diet influence in my life necessarily. Um, and of course in high school and junior high, you know, comparison game. And if you're in food freedom, I share a little bit more about my story, but I had, um, I had, a, I had some insecurities about like my legs being bigger than the other girls. And, I wasn't as pretty as the other girls because my skin wasn't tan and, and, and there were some things like I got, I got made fun of for my skin being fair. And so I had some insecurities about my body, but nothing that really led me down to, um, you know, a path of 
dieting necessarily until I got into college and I started learning more about nutrition. And the ironic thing is, is the more I learned about nutrition, um, the more I started like getting into dieting behavior. Like I'd try all of these cleanses and I would just like, I almost just felt like I needed to lose weight because I was, I was just immersed in this culture of wellness. And it sounds so ironic to say out loud, but I started, you know, all of these random things. And I, I remember like specifically cleaning out the bottom of my fridge and putting all of my food in it. Um, and it was like chicken. And I remember it was like a thing of lettuce that totally went bad. I never ate it. I remember I would always be like, well, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to start on Monday. And then I would never make it very long. And just those kinds of things, like just very much the diet cycle. Um, just this, this like desperation to get out of your body. Like, oh, I, I need to lose some weight. I need to lose weight or whatever. Like it was just, that's kind of like my story is that, you know, there wasn't a lot of, lot of body shaming, but there was definitely like, I was trying to change my body and figure out like, well, this isn't healthier. This needs to be healthier or, and it came from kind of being immersed in culture. And also I was with a ton of dietitians in my program and I love dietitians. This is not, this is not a diss on any of them. Um, but they were eating foods. I was like, what is that real food? (laughs) Like it was just like bird food (laughs) or something. And I remember being like, is that what I have to eat to be healthy? And, um, so I just kind of went down that path a little bit more and, Eventually I went into wellness coaching and I kind of learned that balance of all of that. And, um, I'll fast forward a few years because, you know, I I got into a pretty good place. We, you know, me and my husband, like when we first got married, we would try things like a cleanse here and there, you know, like just to try to lose the weight. Like it was just kind of this thing always in the back of our minds, even though I don't know if we necessarily needed to. Like I, I definitely know that my body, like I was pretty good at listening to hunger and fullness and, I did have a treat problem. I always needed, I'm not going to say problem, but like I always needed to reward myself with a treat at the end of the night. And, um, that definitely crept in as, you know, I got married and it just kind of got worse. Like I couldn't not have a treat at the end of the night. And it's something that I still, like, it's still a little bit of a twinge in the evening. Like I kind of think, oh, oh, a treat sounds good, you know, but I know what to do with it now. And I know how to like redirect it and work with it and all of that. So that was kind of like part of my story, but my story for where I am right now really began (laughs) after having babies. Um, after my first baby, I had some, I was having some, I felt like I was getting colds all the time. I was having like some sore throat and like mucus and I would like take all these things trying to prevent the cold, but it it wasn't a cold. And long story short, like we got tested and it it turned into silent reflux and, um, or it did turn into it, but it was (laughs) diagnosis silent reflux, um, which makes a lot of sense because you have those, those things. And then I got, um, so then the doctor, like the traditional doctor gave me like double doses of heartburn, not heartburn. I wasn't getting heartburn, something acid reflux medication. And I was just like, this doesn't feel right. It just does not feel right. And I'm like, what's, what's, what's happening? What's rest? Like what's, what's bothering my body? So I went to a naturopath, um, found one, we got tested. Dairy came up as an issue. So I tried to eliminate dairy. I did Okay. Um, and it helped a ton and I got, I went totally off of that medicine 
And then I had a second baby and I'm pretty sure babies are viruses, but don't tell anyone that because <laughs> I love them dearly. But um, I, after my second baby, I just did, it, all those symptoms came back again. And I'm not going to lie, like hers was a really hard pregnancy. I was sick. And guess what? I didn't gain hardly any weight. And people were like, you look so good as a pregnant woman. Like I, I definitely carry pregnancy well, but I was not happy. <laughs> I was, well, happy is a bad word, but I was miserable. I was sick almost the whole nine months with her. I'd have days that were okay, but really I just felt crummy the whole time and I barely ate anything. I did the best I could. And, um, I just, I was so depleted. I delivered her and, and it was great and everything was fine, but my body was depleted. And then I don't know. I have, I don't make, um, I make skim milk, <laughs> I guess. I don't know if that's the best word, but, um, I just like nursing with my babies. I can only get them. I can only go up until they're a certain size and I just run out. Like I went to all the fancy lactation specialists. I was on all the supplements and my little girl wasn't taking a bottle and I wasn't producing anything. It was an actual disaster. And, and my body was just falling apart. She had colic and it just, it really like wore me out. I was so depleted. So I found another natural path because some of those symptoms started coming back again. I was needing naps to get through my day. Like I could not function during the day. Even when she was sleeping, I couldn't function without a nap during the day. And so I just thought we've got to figure this out. And I went and got, um, met with this other naturopath and got more test results and stuff. And dairy was still there and it was like bright red, <laughs> which means not good, like as a indicator for, a um, food intolerance. And then something called gliadin came in. So it's not gluten, but it's gliadin. And turns out everything that has gluten also has gliadin. <laughs> so my gluten levels are green, but my gliadin levels are red. <laughs> I'm like, come on. So I, um, he just said avoid gluten. And so I was like, well, okay. So we've got dairy and gluten. And then there were some other ones that came up like cocoa and spinach. And there were some other ones that he's like, you know, and he gave me some supplements and all this stuff. And so I was so desperate to feel good that I just jumped all in. Like I just went a hundred percent in. And here's the thing. I felt amazing. Like I did all the supplements. I did some IVs and like they helped me so much. I felt amazing. But here's the thing. I wasn't eating very much because I, there wasn't a lot of stuff I could eat technically on my list. And before I go any further, if this is something that you struggle with, um, I gave, a we are doing our summer wellness series this summer. And if you want to learn more, just click on the show notes, but I gave a presentation on this um, about like dealing with chronic conditions. And I really truly believe with all my heart that I'm, I had to go through a lot of this so that I could support you guys in some of the things you're going to, it's come up, it's come up a lot with clients that I'm working with, managing conditions and nutrition and all of that. And my story, I hope is helping me show up better as a coach. So I'm going to take you through what it did to me as a food freedom coach. I lost some food freedom when this happened. And so, um, gluten, dairy, some other things, I lost a ton of weight because I wasn't eating anything, but I felt, so, I finally felt good. My throat wasn't hurting. I wasn't getting those, like that silent reflux 
issues. I was able, like I was energized. It felt so good, but there came a point where I was hungry and the naturopath, just like any doctor kind of, he's like, well, make sure you don't not eat. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll listen to you. But then when push came to shove, like I just, I didn't have the time or space or devotion or whatever to like trying to find all these alternatives. So I just eliminated them. And I think that's a really common approach, especially when you're so desperate to feel good, whether that's desperate to feel good because of your body or desperate to like lose the weight because you want to get out of your body and like lose the weight and feel good in your body. Um, and you can imagine what happened after that. (laughs) It backfired on me. And I just got to a point where I was like, I can't keep this up. I'm starving. I'm hungry. I'm, I have energy. Like it it was just this weird thing of like, I have all this energy, but I'm just hungry and I want to eat something and I want to enjoy being with family and friends. And, And it just felt really restrictive. And I swung, I did it. I swung all the way to the other side and I was like, I just, I've got to introduce food back into my life. I I just can't like, and I just ate, (laughs) I just ate food. It wasn't like I went on this binging path or anything like that, but I just, I just brought food back in. I was like, I've just got to eat it. I, I've got to figure something else out. And so then I gained all the weight back. And anyway, I, I really swung and I share this because I want you to know, like, Coaches go through things too. And this for me was a new part of my food freedom vision. It wasn't part of my story, not food freedom vision, my food freedom um, journey. It wasn't part of my story before. So I had food freedom in a lot of areas. Like I, I guess I skipped over that part, but like, you know, in in grad school, I worked through all these things and, and, and came to like understanding food freedom better and, and didn't try those diets. And like, I was able to manage my health and wellness, you know, from a standpoint of just like healthy behaviors and all of that. Um, but what happened is I swung all the way on the pendulum from like strict, strict, strict to like, just eat whatever. And we'll have to figure it out later. Like I just, I just, I don't know. I was tired and I just didn't feel like I could keep up this lifestyle, which I'm sure you've probably had that situation too. So gained all the way back and I just, I just started feeling crummy again. And I just thought this is really hard. And here's what happened. I started to see my condition as a burden. It's not fair. Why me? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to experience this? Why can't I just enjoy family dinner? Why can't I just go to the restaurant and order that? And I had to go through this process and it's okay for you to go through this process of like, this is hard and it's okay that I feel this way. And it took me several months to kind of work through that. That wasn't like a one-time deal. I had to really, really work through that and be like, okay, this is going to change everything because you, I told you as I, as I grew up, like that's different. So now my family eats different. They, they eat that way and I can't eat that way anymore because I am managing my own health in a different way. And so when I go to family dinner, like it's a different, it's a different dynamic for me and I've figured out how to work through it and that that's part of my story and I'm going to share that. But, um, so I, um, I just kind of swung and I really struggled. And then honestly, 2020 was not my year. <laughs> In lots of reasons, and it really had nothing to do with COVID, but um, I don't know. My body was so worn out from everything. And I have my little daughter, I love her dearly, but she takes everything I have. She really takes a lot of energy. Um, and my body just felt like it was depleted again. And 
because obviously my gut was not in a good place because I wasn't eating the right foods and, and all of that. Like it just kind of like, it felt like I went all the way back to square one. And, and I want to remind you, like sometimes it feels that way and it's okay to acknowledge those feelings again. And, and I thought to myself, no, I didn't go back to square one and this is okay. But 2020 came and something else came. Stress. I had a lot of stress in my life for a lot of different things. And it was it was intense. I was waking up really early to like work and I was not resting and I was trying to be mom to a little high energy girl and another boy and um being at home. I don't love being at home and that was I mean I love being at home, but I'm definitely not a homebody. So that was hard for me and there was just a lot of stress and I wasn't dealing with it well. And so my body just changed and I gained some weight and my skin struggled, although my skin always struggles even if I'm eating perfectly. So I I have to put that disclaimer in there because I think sometimes people are like, well, just fix your nutrition and your skin will change and everything will change. And I'm like, no, I've, I've, I've done it perfectly and it <laughs> doesn't change all that much. But anyway, um, my body was just in a bad place. And I, I remember thinking like, this is hard because I want to show up as the best coach that I can, but I'm going through this new avenue of food freedom myself. And it's embarrassing. Honestly, like it was kind of embarrassing, but it was something that I hadn't dealt with before. So the cool thing is that I got to say, Hey, wait a minute. Like I have the skills and tools as a coach to know what to do with this. So now it's my turn to like implement here. Okay. Like Sometimes it feels like embarrassing to share our story, but the reality is, is like, no, we have some things and, and it was a curveball for me. I didn't know how to deal with, um, I haven't been living my life not on gluten and dairy, right? Like I haven't. So it was grabbing some water. Um, I, so I just kind of started to approach it as, okay, well, what, what does my food freedom vision look like within the parameters of my new condition, whatever you want to call it, condition or something else? What does it look like within that parameters? And I started working toward that. And I started to remember, like remind myself of the things that I teach. You know, sometimes you need to remind yourself of the, the, the things that you teach to other people and remind yourself that it's applicable to you too. And so I just reminded myself like, okay, this isn't a burden. This is a gift. This is an opportunity. It's an opportunity first for me to be able to have a a story to share. I feel like I'm in a much better, I'm in a way better place now and I'm going to share that story. But it's also an opportunity for me to use the principles that I teach in food freedom in this situation. And if you um, are new here or haven't heard, I'm doing a summer wellness series and I talked, I did one about navigating food with special conditions. And if you want to go back and and listen to that, I'll put the link in the show notes, but, um, I think it really helped me show up in a better way for you and teach you because that's coming up with a lot of my clients now. And a lot of people are having conditions come up that they don't know how to manage within the parameters of food freedom, right? How do I have food freedom when the doctor tells me I can't eat gluten and dairy? That's a lot of food that I was eating. So how did I do this? Well, I started by reminding myself that my body, like I'm here to become a woman of wellness. 
And my vision of a woman with wellness is a little bit different now than it used to be. It requires a little bit of different approach, but it doesn't have to be a burden. It can be a gift. And you know what? I think the biggest gift it gave me is that I get to optimize my health in a way I never knew before. I get to optimize my health. I get to be a little bit better at, you know, I I get to like fine tune things a little bit more. And guess what? That helps me become more of the expert. And what does that do for that? What does that do? It allows me to help you more. When I have those experiences within the realm of coaching, it allows me to better understand you and better show up because I feel like I have more experience in this area. And that's a gift. And beyond, so, you know, that's beyond me, right? An opportunity to give back. But also for me, it's an opportunity for me to live my best health. And I didn't have these things as a little kid, but you know what? I'd be willing to bet that they were there. My mom said I was on the most fancy um, formula as a little kid because I had lots of tummy problems. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And it probably just didn't show up in childhood because child's bodies are resilient, you know? So I'm starting to understand more things. And I started to see it as a gift to learn, to align my behaviors with the optimal wellness that I wanted. And so then I took that next step, like I teach the women in food freedom about what does it look like for me to honor my own body's needs? I've got to start paying attention. I've got to start paying attention to how things feel and what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And then the biggest thing for me that I missed at the beginning when I overhauled everything overnight is that I needed to create a plan for myself. I needed to start finding alternatives to gluten and dairy because the reality is is I can't just not eat anything, but there are great alternatives out there, especially this time, this day and age. And so I just started very simply saying, okay, these foods are available to me. I'm grateful they're not an anaphylactic allergy. They're available to me. I can eat them. I can eat them whenever I want. But I had a conversation with myself about like, what, what does it look like if I bring those foods into my body on a regular basis? I don't feel good. And I want to feel good. I want to show up. Why do I want to show up? Because I want to show up for you. I want to show up for my family. I want to show up for myself. And that's important to me. That's optimal wellness to me that I have energy to come here. I'm on my... I think I've just recorded five podcast episodes today. (laughs) I'm going to be tired after this, but I'm here showing up for you today and for myself. And so I asked myself, what would it look like to make sure these foods are still allowed, but also create boundaries and parameters? And so I started one step at a time. I started with dairy because dairy felt a little bit easier to me. And I said, what would it look like to find alternatives? And I found some amazing alternatives. I practiced with things. I tried things. This took time, guys. It's okay. You are worthy of taking time to figure these things out. And you're worthy of playing with your food and figuring it out. Because what happens when the doctor tells us you need to eliminate all these things and we try to overhaul them overnight, you're going to experience the same thing I experienced. Even as a coach, even with my skills. Okay? So focus on the next easiest step. And so I focused on dairy and then I started focusing on gluten. And I started to find alternatives that helped me. I love sandwiches. 
I needed to find a way to get sandwiches in still because I love eating sandwiches and I can't just, I don't want to eliminate that from my life. And I love eating desserts. And so guess what? One of the things that I'm doing right now is finding really fun, healthy desserts that like taste really good. Okay. I'm not, I'm not here to say like, oh yeah, that's a healthy dessert. It has kidney beans in it and it still tastes good. Like, no, like I am finding alternatives to healthy desserts and they actually taste really good. They, they satisfy a need for me because I think desserts are important in a food freedom vision. (laughs) Um, and so I just started to gradually change that. And let me tell you the biggest thing that I changed because I had gained some, I gained weight. I wasn't feeling good in my body and my hormones felt a little wacky. And if you know, Dr. Heather Rhodes, we work together a lot and, you know, she helped me a ton. And I realized the biggest thing that was preventing me from changing was my stress levels. Because you know what what I wanted to do, even as a coach, you guys, even as a coach, you know what I wanted to do? Hit the gym as hard as I could and try to lose the weight. And like, it just is a natural, like ingrained natural thing that we want to turn to like, oh, burn more calories. But The reality is like sometimes our bodies aren't set up for that. And so I had to stop everything. (laughs) I had to stop everything because I was like, my workouts were just not supporting me. And I stopped and I focused heavily on stress management. And I found this um, yoga nidra meditation. My friend told me about it and I did it every single day. Every day, weekends, holidays, (laughs) I did it every day and I still do it most every day. I need to probably get back to every day. I take a break in the middle of my day when I put my daughter down for a nap. I don't care if the dishes are overflowing. I don't care if somebody needs my help. They have to wait. It's 25 minutes long and it is, has literally changed my life. And so I had to stop everything and focus on relaxing and that's hard to do when you're a type A personality, go, go, goer. And, but here's what happened. Things started to change significantly. My body, I was giving it what it needed. I started to listen to its signals. I started to be better about giving it what it needed within the parameters of like my own vision, right? Like I know some things I, and, and my food was decent. Like it's that I was looking for optimal. And at the time it was not optimal. And so I just, um, I really stopped everything and said, you know what? I can tell that my body is out of whack because of my stress. And so I just stopped and I, I took care of myself. I took naps. I slept longer and here's what happened. Things got easier. My efforts got easier because I practiced my nutrition efforts. I found alternatives and my, I, I worked on my stress and I, you know, did exercise that supported me. I found, I did way more yoga, which has helped a ton. And I've never been a yoga person. I believe in it. I just had a really hard time doing it. I was always like a gym, go, go, goer, runner. I love to run. And I had to just take a break from it for a little bit. And my body just, it was like a, a light switch had turned on and was like, yeah, remember, like, we know how to do this now. Like you're finally, you're, you're listening to us again. And 
in a new way because I showed up and I learned that my body was a gift and and reminded myself. And so I started changing things. And you know what's crazy? Something that came about out of all of it is that I really became a lot more plant-based. And I was I didn't realize it, but I was starting to get sick of meat. I don't have anything against meat or anything like that. I was just like tired of all of our meals just being meat. Like I always had to come up with some sort of meat something because that was how I was raised. And I am so much more satisfied when I do a little bit more plant-based, we still eat a decent amount of meat, of course, but, um, I, I shifted and I optimized and I did it slowly. And I did it from a place of body love and said, Hey body, I need to take care of you. And I need to slow down. And in slowing down, guess what happened? I actually sped up (laughs) in the slowing down. I, my progress sped up and I intentionally entered a weight loss state. I changed a little bit of my nutrition. I kept going with my um, stress, or my stress relief. I added some more exercise into my, when, when I felt like my body was ready. And, and remember I have, you know, some coaching background. So like, I know, um, I know I can kind of like sense, I know these things. I know kind of when my body's re- going to respond, like I have those skills and I understand if like that's confusing to you, let me help you. Like I can absolutely work with you on that and, and all of that. But um, I just kind of started like, taking my own advice (laughs) it's a it's just like this is so vulnerable to share but I really feel like somebody needs to hear this and so um it's amazing because I can tell you like I'm at a place where I feel so good I feel so good and I have some systems in place that are better for me and I took things slow I slowed down and in the slowing down I sped up and Oh, I think I was at the point of, you know, I entered an intentional weight loss zone and it wasn't difficult because it wasn't a fight. It was working with my body and I just changed and tweaked a few things because that's what needed to happen. My body just needed a few tweaks and changes. It's different for every body. I get that, but I was able to be in tune with my body and know, okay, we've healed some things. I've been, I've learned so much about hormones and working with my cycle And that has changed everything for me. And so here's what I want you to know is that um, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. It's important to know things. And then we get to choose what we want to do with that knowledge, how we want to implement it, how we want to work on it. Like all of those things, we get to choose what that looks like. And I just want to remind you, like, it's okay to gather information. It's okay to have it. And then remember that you get to choose what it looks like in your life. And it doesn't have to be all overnight. It doesn't have to be. And even me as a coach, I had a lot to learn about hormones. I didn't learn stuff about that in school. We didn't learn about cycle syncing or anything like that. That's new to me, but that's that's me optimizing. And that's me being able to then come back and say, hey, I've tried this for a while. I want to teach you guys about it. And so that that's where like it's an opportunity for me to continue my food freedom journey in a way that serves me and in a way that serves you too and I'm I'm just I'm there's just like so much I just feel so much more empowered because I you know first took my own advice but reminded myself that it's okay that I was I was embarking on something new something that was new for me and that's normal. Like even coaches go through things that are new. And guess what? I, I came out. 
<laughs> and I'm not even going to say like I came out victorious because we're not looking at the end here. And that's what I wanted. I guess that's kind of what I want to end with is I'm here to share my story in the middle. I'm still in the middle. I'm still optimizing. But you better believe I feel great. I feel really good. And it's because I changed the things that my body needed to be changed. And I reminded myself to follow my own food freedom teachings. <laughs> and I, you know, listened better to my body and I, and I learned new things. So I guess at the end of the day, here's what I want you to know is that if you have received information about your body that feels overwhelming, or if you have something that's like, I don't know how to approach that without overhauling it, or I don't know how to, how do I do this? Someone told me I can't eat that and this and that. And so I got to delete, I got to eliminate them from my diet and I can't eat that. And I'm like, no, remember that the doctors are there to say, they're there to like give you the best case scenario. And then you're there to interpret that scenario for what it looks like for you. Okay. So I really want you to think about that. What does it look like for you to implement your own food freedom? If you have an anaphylactic allergy, that's a different situation. Of course, that's a yes or no. You can have it or you can't. But the truth is all foods are available all the time but you get to choose what to do with them. And you know how they're going to make you feel the closer you get to listening to your body. And the, the better you pay attention, you're going to know. And it doesn't change overnight. That's what I want you to know more than anything. If you get those results or anything like that, you don't have to change overnight. You don't. But you do have to commit to showing up and saying, hey, this might feel like a burden, but I can work on it and create a gift out of it and use it as a way to optimize my health and learn new things that I didn't know and then teach others, give back. And that's why I wanted to share my story with you is that I also got a little bit lost. I got a little bit off the path, but I course corrected. And I got on an even better path. And I'm still in that story. I'm still optimizing. And I feel good. And my body's starting to change. My body's making significant changes. And here's the thing that I want everyone to know. There is no should. Your body shouldn't be at a place by now. I'm two and a half years postpartum. And I'm going to tell you this much. I know that my body was depleted that whole time. I don't know how to, I don't know if that's the best word, but basically like just because I have, I wasn't only six months postpartum, like everyone says you should be back to normal in, in a year or two or whatever, I, whatever the thing is, I wasn't. I was still feeling the effects of being a mom to a, a lovely, energetic child who cried for the first six months of her life and made me sick for nine months of my life. And I, it's okay. Like, it's okay that for, I, I, I'm in this season and I owned that season and recognized that there are certain things that I can do to optimize my health. And then there's certain things I can't, you know what one of my goals is? I actually want to be in the kitchen more. 
which is very counter like backwards. A lot of people don't, don't, they want to like focus on food less. I want to focus on food more, but here's the deal. I have a two-year-old that loves to be in the kitchen too. And it is really hard to cook with her while she wants me to hold her or she wants to help over the stove. Like it's not easy. And so I know that I'm doing the best that I have with what I have, the best that I can with what I have. And in this season, and that's good enough. And your efforts are good enough and they will get better. Your good enough will expand just like mine. I want to eventually do more things in the kitchen, experiment more with foods, make more meals that I enjoy. But I'm doing the best that I can right now. And that's good enough. And it, it was a very natural shift and it wasn't painful. It wasn't difficult. It wasn't miserable. It was good. It was supportive. My body started to physically change. It started to change from that inside and outside. And so here I am, I guess my own testimonial (laughs) sharing with you that that's what happens when the inside changes. So does the outside. And that's, if that's the goal, you can have that goal too. My body is naturally responding to the inputs that I'm giving it. But it wasn't in a place to do that for a long time because I was letting stress get in the way. And that doesn't make me a bad person or a bad coach or anything like that. It's just life. And I learned from it and I course corrected. And I want you to do the same wherever you're at right now. Learn from it. Course correct. Where can you start? You don't have to overhaul it overnight. You could start a little bit at a time. So this episode was kind of long and I'm grateful that you're here and I'm grateful that you're willing to listen to my story and I'm sure I left out parts and I hope there's nothing that feels like a big gap or you're like, well, that's confusing. But um, I, I went through my own kind of newer food freedom journey within a new, new parameters, new health discoveries and all of that. And I hope more than anything, it allows me to show up better for you and the things that you're going for going through. And I really believe that a lot of it is because of that, that I can show up better for you and for myself, but that I can give back and help women that need that want to optimize their health and that want to create change, but feel lost. So there it is. There's my food freedom journey. And guess what? I'm still in the middle. I'm still growing. I've been working on syncing my meals with my cycle, eating different foods at different times. That's not something you do at the very beginning when you're just starting out, right? And that's what we see. We, we learn about these things and we're like, oh, I should be able to figure this out. And you're like, no, like we need to remember that we, we grow in stages. And for me that, you know, that's like a, a more optimal health. Maybe it's interesting in the last, um, couple months, I, for a long time, I used to love, I love running. I love running. I used to love doing races. And for a couple of years, I just was like, I'm not interested in races. Why am I not interested? And it's been so interesting because as I've, um, healed my body a little bit more, taken better care of it. I actually have, I like, I was out on a run a couple days ago and I thought, I really actually do want to do a race. Like that sounds kind of fun to me. And it's because my body's in a place now where it like is ready for something like that. 
And so I've just been thinking like, what would that look like? And, and what would I do? And it's just fun. It's just fun. And, and we get to play around with it and have some fun. And so just remember that you get to meet yourself where you are right now and you can learn things and you can grow and just remember yourself, remind yourself that you can implement the, the information that you have at any time. If syncing your cycle with your food sounds way overwhelming, don't do it. Start where you are. That's where I'm at. That's part of my food freedom journey. And that could be part of yours down the road if you want it to be, or it doesn't have to be. You get to make that decision. So thank you again for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, I would absolutely love if you'd share your journey with me. Share your middle success story. Let's celebrate the middle. I w- that would mean so much to me if you'd share your middle with me because I hope that my middle has encouraged you in some way. The middle of my success story has encouraged you and know that I'm working on the same things you are and we're, still, we're working together on things. And we just get to do this together as a community of women. So have a wonderful, beautiful, lovely rest of your day. Okay, my friend. If you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.